Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Marathon CU podcast for uh, March 12th, post daylight savings time or in daylight savings. I don't know. It's a it's it's March 12th, 2019. That's all that matters. That's Ian Ferguson rocking the, rocking the Luna hoodie on Pat Country, rocking a home shirt that I never wore before. Has a Millennium Falcon on it. Anyway, so uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're talking about uh, the Doom Annihilation trailer. We're talking about a little Captain Marvel. Since we both actually saw a movie for once, discussing on the podcast, that's my version of, of Ian hating me not playing modern games. I hate when Ian doesn't see the movies. Um, NWC was found. Another one in the wild. Ronda Rousey says wrestling is fake and scripted, and that bothers us. So it bothers me at least. We have a Patreon Q&A uh, and regular Q&A. So, Ian, mm-hmm. we finally did the ninth annual NES Charity Marathon. We, sure we delayed did. it, but you know what? It's probably better to do it in spring because there's less going on. There's, there's less conventions the holiday's not coming up. It's it's true. November is always a tough time to do it. We only ever settled on that date in the first place. Was uh, We started doing it in the fall because of the Nintendo's, what, 25th anniversary, yep, in I 2010. think, at the time? Yep, So we did October 18th the first year. Right. And, and then, then the Portland just... started happening like around then. So we tried to do it for a few years, like a week before after Portland, and we did it, but it, was, it took so much out of us. So we moved, we moved it to November, and then it, that didn't help that much. Like it, So it's just a rough time of year. But we got it done. Yes. We raised over $12,000 with your assistance for Rady Children's Hospital, a nonprofit a hospital, in, a pediatric hospital in San Diego. So they're very happy. They've, they uh, they might want to have us out for one of those giant, like weird giant check, fake giant check things. <laughs> I want to do it because I don't think I'll ever be able to do that again in my life. So I'm going to get back to them and, uh, and, and see if they want to do it. You can still actually donate, I believe. I think I set up for the middle of this week at nesmarathon.com. Where, oh, uh, oh, oh! Your pal uh, Steve yeah, he, he, put in a thousand. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Thanks, Steve Jablonski. Thank you could have. You could have. Okay, we're gonna roll that over next year. You can. You can sponsor a whole hour. So we're at thirteen thousand three hundred four. Yes. Thanks so much uh, to everyone, uh, our, our sponsors: uh, Steve Jablonski, uh, uh, Port Retro Gaming Expo, Screenwave Media, uh, me. Um, uh, who else we have? We had Castlemania, Rockheart, Rockheart Clothing, oh, Limited Run, Limited Run Games. And then uh, the one that, you, that just came off the top of my head because you just said it. And now I, oh, oh, Video Game History Foundation. Yes. I think that covers all. Thanks to all the sponsors. Thanks to everyone who donated. I, it was a lot of fun. I like the new format a lot. I'm not sure why we got less money than, than, than last year. Um, that, that bothers me because I have a pride thing going on with that. Could be the time of year. Uh, that could be people that might have less money with taxes and things like that. I don't know. But uh, or maybe they don't, I hope they wouldn't mind if it's a local cause versus last time we did it was for AmeriCares. But either way, it's a lot of money. It's for a great cause, and it was a lot of fun. You know, indeed, I agree. There's a few highlights. Yes, uh, and, and and this year, unlike last year, I highlighted the whole thing on Twitch, so it doesn't disappear on Twitch. I still have last year's, but you know, uh, the local file 
but I should have highlighted the whole thing. I realize you have to do that to save it forever. So you can go on to uh, twitch.tv slash country code. You can rewatch the whole thing and you can still donate till that. So, uh, there was, there was some, there was some great moments. Um, there, there was the, uh, my legend of Zelda rant, um, in the, in the early Sunday morning or we, you know, we hours Saturday night before I crashed. Um, and, and then there was also, um, uh, the, the, the mystery pizza. We don't know who delivered the pizza. Yep. I, I have a couple suspects in mind who delivered a mystery pizza. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. What were some of your moments that, that you liked, that you remembered, that you recalled? Uh, Bonnie blew up your spot about the Bloodsport shirt, which I loved. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed doing uh, some of the live reads on Saturday night. Alex and I went off on one of them. Oh, you did? You Was I around for that? Yeah, you were around for that. I'm okay. pretty sure you were. Uh, and I really enjoyed uh, the whole saga of playing um, Atlantis. Oh yes, escape from Atlanta. Well, you wanted to quit. I wanted to keep going, and and that was when we had the most viewers. I think we were on front pages of Twitch. We had like over five thousand people at one point, and we were like thirty three percent through Escape from Atlantis, which was during the uh, the um, video game history foundation block because that was an unreleased game that was saved from Color Dreams. Maybe not all games need to be saved. I'll just say that was a little rough, Escape from Atlantis. So that's all up on there. So no need for any marathon moments. You can just go back and, and watch them yourself uh, in the future. Uh, there, there's also uh, there's also a few days left on a certain SNES Kickstarter. It's going to be uh, until Friday night at midnight or Saturday morning at midnight, however way you want to say it. Uh, and it's at ultimatesnes.com. I think we're we reached over a thousand backers, and then I'm going to be streaming. I believe I'm going to try to stream. Oh my god, I'm going to try to stream Super Nintendo games on my Friday night if I'm around up until the end of it. We'll see because I haven't done that before. This is the start of Pat's Twitch career, maybe. We'll see. And I'll use the uh, the Super NT over there with a the flash card to do it. I, I, I think I'll try that with the El Gato. I'll try that. Uh, Ian's excited for mm-hmm. the end of the Kickstarter. He's, he's very excited for it. Excited for everything. Right excited for everything. So uh, we saw Captain Marvel. Yes. I saw it opening night on Thursday night. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was all right. Uh, I don't. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. I would put it somewhere in the middle of the Marvel movies. You know, it's probably... I, I enjoyed Ant-Man more, so I put it below Ant-Man, but it's a, above Iron Man 2. You know, so, you know, it's it, it was it was fine. The problem at this point with these movies is that I'm tired of seeing origin movies. There's been so many origin movies. Sure. And, and to Captain Marvel's credit, they try to weave it in throughout the movie, the origin. Like, you don't actually see... Spoilers, how Captain Marvel gets her powers until, like, three-quarters through the movie. You actually see, like, the moment. So that was interesting to me. But it, it seemed kind of... um, It almost seemed like, in the middle of the movie, they didn't know what to do. They, they There's a lot of, like, in the middle of the movie where not a whole lot happens besides exposition and flashbacks. And I thought the movie kind of dragged in the middle um, until it got closer to the end. And, um, yeah, I thought it was okay. But I don't think it's one of those Marvel movies I would revisit. I actually... I. I liked it more than that. Um, I really enjoyed the story. I thought Ben Mendelsohn's acting was, oh, I think, fantastic. Mendelsohn was a highlight. I really should have said that. He was great. He was insanely good. Yes. Um, I thought Brie Larson did great. I was, I was, I don't know anything about her, so I was ambivalent about it, but I thought she did really well, and I thought she came across as a, uh, as realistic as you can get in these situations. I thought she, they handled the um they handled the confusion of her situation i think fairly well for not knowing like who she was yes. yeah they did an okay job I um I, I i 
I thought, yeah, I thought the story was great. I, I enjoyed a lot of it. There were a few things that I did not love about it. Um, <coughs> I don't love on the nose nostalgia that much. Yeah. Well, someone told me beforehand that, oh, there's not too many moments. There's a lot of moments that it's, are on the nose. It's not. With the, with the 90s. It's not as bad. I checked out when No Doubt I'm Just a Girl started playing during the fight scene. I checked out. I said, that's totally not needed. I thought there's, it was fine. There's no other Marvel movie you would need to do that during the time period to to hammer to hammer not just a theme that she's a woman, a superhero, but also this is the mid '90s. Let's play No Doubt. I mean, all was the music was '90s, and all the music tied into the but, scene at some point. But during the action scene, I, I that's where I was like, I didn't. Yeah. I saw what they were, it did. They, they went for a Guardians of the Galaxy thing. It didn't work for me. That's all. It was fine for me. I didn't. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I didn't think there was any huge issue there. But you had Blockbuster show up, which was cute. You had payphone stuff like throughout the movie. You um, had um, you had her trying to the dial-up thing was funny though. Trying to use the dial-up at an internet cafe that that was oh funny. that was funny. It was also funny watching them load you know load the CD. So my which thing, is, but, so wait, wait 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 the CD ROM loading doesn't take that long to load an audio file. It, no. it was funny to see it loading up. Um, it was funny. So I it was the cat ruled. Goose was great. It, the movie wasn't nearly as on the nose as say something like. Um, uh, Ready Player One, which all for the nostalgia. The, the entire reason that sure. for that fucking movie was nostalgia. This was good. Uh, I just, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a whole lot that remind that I that I need to be reminded of the nineties. Uh, I do think Brie Larson and uh, Samuel Jackson were fantastic together. Um, they had pretty good chemistry. I think they were great. Um, so I thought the acting was really good throughout it. I thought a lot of the, the characters I, were handled well. Writing, I, liked, I thought, was a little shaky at points. I but, liked the story. I just didn't necessarily like the crazy on the nose nostalgia. And I'm every time I watch a movie like this, I'm reminded that I'm really just not that into CG. Yeah, I, I think and it, it, it was uh, fine, but CG just takes me out of movies, and that's not just Marvel movies. That's uh, all movies, and as time goes on and I get older and crankier, I realize that I just don't like it in the amount that it's used. The only thing I would say, I don't think the action was shot interestingly at all. It was very pedestrian, very almost TV, TV style action shots where it was it, no, inter- not many interesting angles or sequences. It was just like you know, punch, kick, punch, shoot someone with a blaster, and the next person comes, punch, kick, punch, punch. There was nothing about the action I can go back and say was like really wowed me. Uh, with that, there uh, of course Captain Marvel gets power up at the end, shoots through a couple of of, of uh, ships. Even that seemed like they were holding back on something, either budget wise or it just seemed like there could have been more uh, to the action at the end. It was a big the big moment, and then you know the ships come after she destroys some ships, but it just almost seemed like something was held back there. So, um, like I said, I I enjoyed it. Ben Mendelsohn was great; like he was fantastic as the as the scroll. Uh, leader, the humor was great. How he was like quirky. Callous, yeah. One of the best moments in, in the movie. The, the, I laughed the most when um, oh, they're at the at the the farmhouse for for um, uh, Captain Marvel's uh, uh, friend mm-hmm. who who's in the air force with her, and then um, you know the, the the scroll pretends to be the mom outside with the little girl threatening her, and they're like, "What are you doing?" and and 
and uh, the scrolls like, yeah, yeah. Like, like what do you like? I have, yeah, I, got, yeah. I know it's crappy, but I got <laughs> yeah. I got to do this. When, 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 when he brings like, her yeah. in, yeah, and he she turns around, yeah, that was funny. It's because it's funny because it humanizes the scrolls. To that point, you're thinking that they're they're the ultimate bad guys. That's how they're presented. And then it sort of flips it. It's on its head right there. See, I, I love that. I mean, there, was there were issues with the movie, but overall, the stuff I, that I enjoyed about it, I, I liked way more than the stuff oh, sure. that I did not. Like. I just thought the writing could have been tighter. I, I thought. Everyone, I mean, I the 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 villain twist I saw coming within well, sure. ten minutes. Of the, like they, they they didn't mask it at all. It was like, oh well, like you don't think the guy that trained Captain Marvel knew her history? He's like trying to know. Oh, I don't know what's going on on Earth. You know, like oh, what? That's weird. You're showing up in a file. So it it was fine though. Uh, they they, they threw in a uh, Ronan the Accuser from Guardians of the Galaxy. That seemed a little bit just tacked on. It was they didn't need him in there at all just to tie in the universe to guardians of the galaxy because he doesn't really do anything but just look and say a few lines uh there but anyway so it was fun i'd say go see it um there's, there's some you might like some nostalgia uh don't go for the action i thought was was weak but uh goose the cat ruled see i like the action no, i don't like the action I, I i didn't i didn't i didn't love it but i liked it better and i didn't get any moments um for instance black panther had great action but the end the end took me out of Black Panther. The CG and, was terrible at the end. And yeah. uh, just like the end of Iron Man 3 took me out of it, and I really liked that movie. Just too much CG. The the action was action in Captain Marvel. I don't think it was bad, but it, it, it wasn't anything insane. It was bad. ordinary. I'll just say, okay, it was ordinary. And for a superhero movie, it, that should be a crime. You should not have an ordinary action sequence. Like, Ant-Man tries to keep it fresh and interesting because of his powers. With Captain Marvel just being like, you know, shooting photon beams and flying around, I guess there's less interesting things you can do with that sort of power. But once uh, you, you get know. to a certain level in terms of how powerful a character is, it, the combat gets less interesting. Sure, because there's no stakes anymore, too. Right. You know, when, when you can destroy <laughs> uh, battleships in space and you know you can't get killed, really, you know, that's why I don't like... Oh, that's why that's why Superman's always tougher to write for, because he's overpowered. And, you know, you, you know it's really, really tough to, to kill. But we got we got Avengers in, uh, like, six weeks only. Yeah. Oh, my God. Looking forward to it. Uh, then looking forward to Pat crying if a character dies. I'll be, I'll be bawling like a baby. <laughs> All right. Ian! Yes, Pat. It seems like... <laughs> Sorry. Very sub- subdued response. It seems like once a year... Something is being found of a value in the Seattle Northwest area where Nintendo of America is headquartered. Uh, this is not a coincidence. Again, last year there was an NWC console found uh, up there. In the past, they found you know the Star Fox Two prototype, and they found Campus Challenge you know in, in, at a garage sale. So it seems like it's always the, it's the hotbed for this stuff coming out. Sure. So a Nintendo World Championships 1990 gray cart was discovered recently, posted on Reddit, and a video with Metal Jesus Rocks and, and Kelsey from Gorilla Games, uh, Pink Gorilla, not Gorilla Pink Games, Gorilla. Pink Gorilla, just came out. So this is exciting. It's always an exciting find. Another member of the NWC family is found. This one is number 287. Um, the numbers, if you're not familiar with NWC grade carts, these are the carts that were actually used in the competition themselves. Um the estimated the highest uh, number is somewhere in the low 300 so it's safe to say that they produced at least 300 of these they obviously tore around the u.s they probably lost some some probably may have broken down over heavy usage at these tournaments so that's why they create and plus at some of these events you had tons of kids playing so you need a lot of these uh, made but the fact of the matter is now um there's a there's a lot less than 300 that exists sure. a lot less they gave away 90 to the 90 uh, finalists 
at, at the at the at the, the grand uh, you know championships, whatever in Florida. So we we know that those ninety were given out, but those aren't the, the ones that we know exist still. Some of them are, some of them, but that's not all of them. Some were some were taken from employees. Some just happened to somehow end up in people's hands. We don't know how uh, the one came into Luna Video Games. We have no idea right. how that person got theirs. You know, for, as an example. Yeah. So and that's. Unfortunately, we'll never know. We'll never know. The world may never know. That guy never came back, did he? No. So this one showed up, uh, and, and uh, it was it was in a the person selling it is his brother's gaming collection. He just had it there, um, and so he went on Reddit asking for help how to sell it. Uh, I was involved uh, on the side, kind of. I, I was I was asked by Kelsey to know you know is there anyone that you know who would want to buy one? I knew someone. I, I tried to put them together to work out a deal. I offered my advice. You can put it on Nintendo Age because I think there's a, a bounty on Nintendo Age for $20,000 uh, for one. There has been one on eBay for, I think, 32000 or best offer on there. So so it's always fun when these get found, especially in the wild, because you know it, it's just another one you can add to the list. And the fact that it's individually marked helps as well. So in, in Metal Jesus' video, he says he first got a PM excuse me, DMs, or PM, DMs, same thing, saying that, hey, look at this card. And he said, yeah, oh, this is bullshit. Yeah, he thought, he was Stop like, trolling me. He was hanging out with his wife and was like, yeah, I don't know that I need to, eh, it's a waste of time. But he actually went and did the a reverse Google search, which yeah. was rather ingenious of him. That was a good way to jump into it and see if oh, maybe sure. there was some legitimacy to it. Sure. You can just do that easily. You can say, oh, this is this does not match up. I, I was waiting for him on the video in the Google image search for my face with a tongue picture that I have out there that I posted on my cell phone when, when I first. And that was a gold one, sorry. Anyway, humble brag. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, they bring it to the store. Uh, Kelsey opens it up with a bit driver. She has gloves on, which I think that is, gave is, me flashbacks watching her watching open it. Oh, because when you opened it up, yeah, we didn't, we didn't use gloves, did we? No. We're like, screw it. I mean, they're pretty robust NES labels. I mean, how many fingers have been all over NES games? And the grease doesn't, for fingers, really doesn't come off on the uh, labels. These really labels ever. aren't robust. Well, in general, though. No. Well, these, well, one thing you can tell, one of the ways you can tell these, it's hard to fake an NWC in general because the board, the cutout dip switch. But most of the labels have at least some, a decent amount of bleed through. I don't know from, that I've seen any that don't have bleed through. There's a couple that have very minor or less than you would like. Oh, sure. they, they all have something. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah, I mean. Mine has, mine is actually in the Pantheon NWCs. It's probably in the top, top half in terms of bleed through. It's fairly clean. Um, I, I would, lucky that no one ever, the guy probably never played it or handled it or expose it to humidity. Maybe that helps. But um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great uh, story for, for sure, Ian. Yes. Yeah. I will say this. I have a recommendation. Because um, when I saw when they tested out the cart and they put it in the, the console in the video, the top label, which sometimes happens with these, is coming off. It's rolling off. You want to glue stick that sucker down because it'll keep rolling eventually. You don't, want, you don't want the top of it to come off. That'll be bad. So just take a little glue stick, you know, from the dollar store, you know, three for a dollar. It won't damage it, and you just you just paste it back on. I did that for I, I think I think on, on on the one that came in like the corners I think had a little bit of that I believe, and I think I glue stick a little corner I think, but it was pretty it was pretty I thought it was pretty stuck yeah, down yeah um but yeah you just want to do that just to protect it and you want to make sure that stays down otherwise that that sucker will keep rolling up that happens with the maxi fifteen car a lot because that label's garbage uh, with that. Yeah, I'm excited. I think in the video, uh, Jason said that he had an offer for $23,000. Um, I think that's probably at this point, probably 
in the ballpark. I think the highest amount was still around twenty thousand, and that included um, the one was with the Howard Phillips junk that was like three four years ago. Right. Uh, all the, all the memorabilia he had from the NWC. But hey, maybe the bar moved up to twenty thousand. I don't know. I don't know with, with Watt and all these things. Maybe now the NWC carts uh, rise in value. We'll see. I don't know if this is something that will get graded or not. Uh, I I am weirded out by graded grading NWC cards just because they were never in like pristine new condition. The same with the NWC golds. I don't like. I don't agree with uh, grading products that were never retail released and were just uh, made. Uh, willy nilly by hand. I don't like that at all. I and mean, you can protect from the case, but grading it is. I feel like it's hard to do when the there's no ten. Yeah, there's no ten to compare it to. There's nothing. I mean, there's, what, there's what, no what, nine what's maybe. The base, right. I, and that's the whole point. When they were made, they, they they didn't probably look that good, and they were used. So when you have a product that was used uh, specifically for a purpose, I don't think grading it is is proper. I'm not just saying that because, uh, oh, well, you, what are you afraid of your grade? No, I'm not afraid of my grade. I can sell the NWC card tomorrow, graded or not. It doesn't matter. I just think it's weird. And even more so with the gold cards because those, what are you going to compare? How well it's cut? You know, the triangle symbol? How well it's been glued by the Nintendo employee? What are you actually looking at at that point? You know, it, it's, it's just kind of strange to me. It, it, it's a very, it's a very uh, OCD thing, I think, with collectors that want to do that. If you have a lot of money, it's, oh, I want to get the 8.5 NWC grade. I want to get the 7. You know, does, what, what do you do with the Mario one then? The, the one with, there's almost two with no labels, but what are you going to do with the, the famous Mario one? Does it get like a 1 or a 0.5? Does that mean it's less value then versus the others? By how, by what factor? Because I think even a label is NWC, you can probably get you know, $10,000 for yeah, probably at this point. Yeah, I would say point. it probably so wouldn't it's, be a question. It's not like if that was a comic book, a point five, you, you, you would get like like 2% of the value versus half. So that's why the whole thing doesn't make sense to me when you're grading, uh, especially a cartridge game. It doesn't it doesn't add up to me. So, anything else to add you know, with this? It's a fun story. You get you got flashbacks with, we should have did one. We should have did a video back then with you putting on your little gloves. We had, we had, we had, I mean, it, we're, was, we're like it was different then. It was, it was, it was a different time in, in 2000, uh, what was that, early 2010. It was a different time, Ian. Yes. yes <laughs> Much was. more innocent time when Pat was still completing his NES collection. Wow, I was. Wow, it was nine years ago. Yeah, you had that before you completed your NES I collection. I did. That's, that's, a, that's a Pat fact that Ian knows about me. All right. Uh, Ian. Sir. There's a new Doom movie being made, which I, didn't, I had no idea. Yeah. You, yeah. Do, do you want to watch? It's called Doom Annihilation. I haven't seen I, the trailer yet. So I will say it. this: in the pantheon of video game movies, that's like the third time you've used pantheon today. Is it? Yes. Okay, I stopped using pantheon <laughs> in the uh, in the in the history of, of of video game movies. It's not good to put annihilation after the title of your movie. It's just not a good sign. No. To do that, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna watch the trailer, and Universal probably will claim this uh, because they're nice about this sort of stuff. We're gonna to try to watch the uh, Doom Annihilation trailer right over here. We're gonna we're gonna watch it. Let's move, let's move the nerd. Man received a distress signal moments before the base went offline. Doom Slayers. What? Your mission? Don't die. Move up. <laughs> okay. Alien vibe. Aliens vibe. It's not a game. Die, die, die. Wow. Wow! Okay then. Die! 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 No! No! 
Die, die, die. Yeah. <laughs> Move out. Move out. Okay. Well, that doesn't look good. Okay, then. Nice ad for Ellen doing a comedy special. Okay, then. Uh, initial thoughts. Um, that doesn't look like a theatrical movie. That no. looks like no, a sci-fi special that, to yeah, me. That looks Is that like... coming out in theaters? <laughs> I don't know. Where's, where's that Engadget article on here? Right here. Um, um, that, that, that looks horrific. Yes, that looks real bad. The monster looks bad. The, the 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 prop guns look cheap. The acting looks terrible. The the, the line del- uh, delivered from the actress is bad. Um, I, I don't know. I think that's about all we. Can I, really I mean, say I mean, what else can I add there? It, I mean, everything. It, it about just looks that cheap. Awful looking. It looked very cheap. When you can't do, I guess Doom Slayer. That's the name of Doom guy in the new games. That's why I guess that's why they say Doom Slayers. But they just. I, it, I don't it, know. It, in the new game, they just called them Doom guy. Uh, I thought it was Doom Slayer. I thought there was something weird about that, but. The fact that they say it's not a game anymore, well, it's, no, it's still a game, right? But the, the people in the movie don't know it's a game, so you can't tell them it's not a game anymore. The, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, looking at it like that, uh, did you see the response from uh, id Software on Twitter? Okay, it is, it is, it is. It, he is referred to as the Doom Slayer in the rebooted game. Um, so there was a Doom movie in two thousand five, and I caught part of it. It was all right. I mean. There was a twist where the Rock, as the Sarge, turn, you know, he turns evil, and then Carl, Carl Urban uh, has to fight him. And there is a cool three minute sequence. It's in, in first person perspective. Sure. That's the only good, probably, probably the best part of the movie. It's not a good movie, but uh, wow! This is from the written directed by Tony Giglio of Death Race Two and De- Death Race Three. I didn't know there was a Death Race Two and Three after the reboot. Nope, neither did I. Uh, so, so there the, we the go. movie the movie follows a, a group of space marines responding to a distress call from a Martian moon base. The same basic premise as the original movie, so don't feel like you need to watch the first one and get caught oh, up. This, this, this isn't slated for cinematic release. Oh, okay. The movie isn't slated for cinematic release. It could easily end up on Netflix, though. Um, and obviously producers don't want to give away the best bits in the trailer. <laughs> the best bits? <sighs> you, think, you, think they have, you think they have the budget for like uh, the, the giant demon monsters for looking at that? No. Yeah, you're gonna get like zombies they're shooting at in that. But if the brief trailer is anything to go by, the movie could be missing iconic Doom baddies such as the Hell Knights and Cacodemon. Oh, they don't have the budget for that yeah, stuff. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they don't have the budget for for even looks like fireball orbs coming at at you. They're gonna be zombie the lost souls. <laughs> Jesus, that, that looks bad. Uh, the official Doom account uh, says we're not involved with the movie, so they're just washing their hands of it. Like, oh and, wow, it's, it's not us. We know this is trash, but we can't say it probably, but we're not involved with it. So this is a problem when you just sell the rights to your movie, though, without any creative control. <clears throat> Sonic the Hedgehog. Is that you really can't say anything? <laughs> die, die, die. Die, die, die. And okay. Uh, we get there's a kick now. I mean, it's fine. You have your, you know, the female lead there. Can we get someone that might they'll sound like a soldier or a Marine? It's, 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 a, it's a far cry, you know, from aliens, you know, when, when, you, when you had uh, men and women together. But there are men and women that were both kicking ass. Let's, let's train them up a bit so they sound like they're imposing, you know, when you're acting in your movie with your guns. Let's do that. I mean, you that know. goes whether it's a male actor or a female Oh, actor. sure. I'm not sure why that has anything to do with it. But, but she doesn't sound imposing at all no. as a space marine. That's the point. No, that whoever it is, yeah, that's, that's a really, really bad... 
<sighs> bad job. Bad job, Doom. So if it's not uh, meant uh, for theatrical release, where would it go? Just straight to DVD, straight Netflix, to Netflix. Somehow, what I've heard from my, my minor connections in Hollywood is that a lot of these movies get bought in the foreign markets in like Eastern Europe because they'll buy any movie that's made in the U.S. Oh, my God, it's an American movie. They don't care that, to us, it's trash. Sure. They'll just buy it and show it and be like, oh, my God, this is a Hollywood movie. So the money may not be made back in the, in the domestic market. It might be overseas. Global. And that's Yeah, that's how they make their money. Because you think about you know distribution in Europe and all cable channels, and they have their own you know, hotels and stuff, things like that. And that's a, lot, that's a large audience. Here, we won't watch it, or we'll watch it and laugh at it. But overseas, it can be a great above what they're what their what their quote unquote Hollywood is in yeah. Eastern Europe. That's why those those awful Steven Seagal movies still get made. Sure, I mean we laugh at them, but over there they watch them and love them. Yeah, in Russia you know? they're huge. Yeah, Jesus Christ, give me Ripley or someone uh, fighting an alien. Look <laughs> at someone. All right, anything else to add on Doom Annihilation? Nope, I'll probably get real high and watch it at some point. All right, um, uh, Ian. Sir. Oh, we don't talk about wrestling that much anymore. No, I'm we sure. don't. But we might talk about WrestleMania this this year. Uh, I, I told you the last time that I was very excited to, for Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. Like I was like, yeah, this I think is everyone be was, this including is, myself. Like I said, I said this could potentially main event WrestleMania. I wasn't um, huge on the Rousey aspect of it, but Becky Lynch has has got well, so insanely over. Yes, and they've managed to drop that ball too, uh, which I'll get into uh, in a short time. They, they, they've had Becky Lynch uh, with this, uh, I guess, uh, worked injury of her knee. So she's been hobbling around, hobbling around on crutches and getting beat up the last weeks, which is what you do not want to do with your hot star. You never had Steve Austin getting beat up week after week. Even if he was injured, he was the one beating people up. Especially right after they showed her being, like, tough. And, and winning the Royal Rumble yeah. when she was hurt. Like they they don't get it. I every for some reason everyone it, I guess politically they have to treat everyone fifty fifty, even though that's not what's good for best for business long term. You have a hot star, you have a chance to cement someone as as someone that even can cross over in the pop culture. You push that person regardless of the short term loss of. Of, of of stature to whoever else is around, they right. don't get that in WWE. That's why Dolph Ziggler never got the push he, he should have five years ago. Right. That's why Bray Wyatt never got the push uh, he was supposed to. Because I guess egos get in the way, and they don't want one guy to run with the ball or, or woman even for a short amount of time. Yeah, those and are then, two great examples. And then lift everyone else up underneath. Like they don't get that that everyone wins. Right. You so, ma- you, you you make the star hot as hell. You keep pushing them. And then the you people work underneath, feuds. you yeah. work in feuds, and that elevates everyone. Yeah, there's a reason why when Stone Cold got hot, you know, um, and then it helped with The Rock. When The Rock faced him, they helped boost him up a bit, and, and then people people around him got – it was best for business to do that. I mean, people and, forget Rock. Rocky Maivia was not always a well-loved member yeah. of the WWE cast. I mean, Bret, Bret Hart. It was instrumental in Stone Cold's uh, rise, and he he got his ass kicked by Austin a few times, and that and he didn't have an ego. He realized this is good to build up Austin. Right. You, you know, like you put your ego aside when it's best uh, for business. Uh, when you do that, so Ronda Rousey, uh, they've been pushing as like they try to push Ronda Rousey as the like you know white bread baby face. Oh, I'm just competing because I want to compete. When uh, the crowd didn't buy it anymore. Because in real life, Ronda Rousey is not like that. She's not humble at all in real life. Right. 
Um, this is why a lot of mixed martial arts fans uh, were happy she got her ass kicked the last two fights because she, she was not a humble champion no. at all. Oh, no. um, and I think that's bled through into her performance because when she came, she, when she first came in, she's been there almost a year now. The fans are like, "Yeah, this is great, Ronda Rousey." But then as champion, they're like, "Okay, what does she have to offer?" She's doing okay in the ring. She's improved on the mic. She's not that good, but she has a charisma as a champion and as as a legit mixed martial artist. But they started to turn on her because they love Becky Lynch and like, "Oh, yeah. she's got a personality." She gets it. She's better with this. And Ronda Rousey... She came up in wrestling. Yes, she's earned it. She wasn't just handed handed it. So um, Rousey, uh, as a face, has been rattled on the mic a couple times the past few months where she's been visibly... Like, her promos have been terrible because the crowd is, like, chanting for Becky when she's up there, and she doesn't know how to handle it. And it could be just she's not trained to do that, or maybe her real-life ego is getting away, saying, wow, you guys should be cheering me. Why aren't you cheering me? So at first they sort of make it made it like, oh well, let's try to make Becky the bad one. This doesn't work till the crowd doesn't care. Like the, Becky's been attacking people with, with her crutch and everything, and doesn't care. They're still going to sure. cheer for her, just like with Stone Cold. Stone Cold was beating up people. Stone Cold beat up Bret Hart in a wheelchair. And they still cheered Stone Cold. It's, yeah, it's, they want to cheer for the person. So Rousey, they finally decided, okay, let's make her the full blown heel. Supposedly Rousey's going to leave after WrestleMania. She might have a, a kid. Uh, she's been there for a year. She's going to take some time off. And plus, she's been champion now for a while. So it makes sense to do it. But now they've gone in this weird direction, Ian, where they're doing this work-shoot bullshit. This uh, Vince Russo WCW and Attitude Error shit that turns me off. Because uh, they had um, Ronda Rousey. She posted a vlog video where, at first, people, I thought maybe she went off the deep end. It was that bad because you had your champion straight out saying, WWE is fake. Wrestling is scripted. This is all bullshit. Fuck the WWE universe. <laughs> and the reaction from people was like, wow, okay. So either you're fucking insane for saying this. And if anyone, if anyone else said this, they'd be fired immediately. Or this is a really bad storyline. Yeah. And that people were hedging their best uh, bets at first uh, when it came to it. But now on Raw... She comes out and says they've softened it. I think this is what happened. I think they told her to go over the top. And she went over the and line. And she went over the line and said wrestling is fake. So I think there was it was supposed to be a closer reality, but she didn't know how to walk that tightrope of saying, this is bullshit. Everyone knows I can beat these people up because I'm a professional. Instead, she said, this is fake. fake. Yeah. And exposed the business and exposed it as an entertainment medium. Which everyone knows, but you don't. Do it. You don't say that. I think. I think it was actually in the article that I was reading that it's it's like a magician. Yes. You know, magic is fake, but you go there to see it, and you go there you to go not have the magician to tell you it's this is fake. This is how I'm doing everything as I do it. You, that's not what you do. Yeah. It's it's like if uh, we're watching Captain Marvel, and then all of a sudden one of the scenes Brie Larson says, "Hey, everyone, this is CG. This yeah. isn't real." But now back to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> It just takes you out of it because uh, uh, wrestling is a TV show. It's a TV show about a wrestling organization. It only that's works. how it. it the, the best right. way to explain it to people that's what you're watching. You're watching a TV show about a wrestling promotion. Right. There's a handshake between the viewer and the 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 actors essentially that this is going to. Yeah, it, it's fiction, but it's, we're just not going to come right out and say this is a TV show. It, it's a live theater show that is also televised. That's what wrestling is. So when they did this shit in the late 90s, uh, and they did it in WWE as well, like the Job Squad yeah. and things like that. It's awful because yeah. now I don't have interest in watching this match nearly as much. Yeah. Because now the, the disbelief, uh, the, the suspension of disbelief, you've just slapped it away. 
in order to get cheap heat. And it doesn't make any sense. I cannot picture I cannot picture uh, people in the organization that, that have been with wrestling for 40, 50 years signing off on the champions saying that wrestling is... I have never heard of something like this happening before. Yeah, that's bizarre. And she went on Raw, and she walked the line better, but now it's too late. She said, she straight up said, this is carny con job stuff. She said that on Raw. She said that. Carney, con. She used that. I don't think that's walking the line any better. But, but it's not saying wrestling's fake, but it's basically saying this is carnival shit. Like, that's where the term mark comes from. It comes from carnival. Sure. Um, so this is fake. It, calling but, it a con job is still, it's fake. So I think what she's trying to get across is that these are these are paper challengers, and I'm the real champion because I'm tough, and I actually beat up women before getting your ass kicked because everyone else caught up in, in MMA. Um, so this is the whole thing's weird because she's also been calling uh, Becky Lynch by her first real name Rebecca. Her name's Rebecca Quinn yeah. on Twitter. So I don't like the incorporation of Twitter into, into these feuds because I, I, it breaks down the barriers of what's like what's supposed to be real. And again, I don't like it. I'd rather just stay away from it. And then like I, I think there was a response by well Becky Rebecca. It's not that you could you could be calling them by the first name is that doesn't bother me as much. It, but it's still. You know, well, when you, you tie don't... it into what else is going yes, on, it's yes, it's weird. Sure. And, and then I hear uh, Misha Tate, who was an MMA uh, fighter, she, she lost to Rousey a couple times. They notoriously hate each other. Misha Tate straight out said, um, based on her knowledge around it, that she probably, yeah, she probably said this stuff meaning it in this vlog. Maybe she was told to say something, but right. she meant, means this stuff because this is how she is. Right. She's just an, an awful individual. Misha Tate hates her. Um, and and so now now you're trying to say this. You have a triple threat match between Becky. And Ronda and and Charlotte. Charlotte doesn't need to be anywhere near the match. No. Before. So so again, it's the whole going back to everyone's got to get their shit in. Everyone's got to get a rub. And then everyone still give give the push to one person, not try to even out because then everyone loses. It's terrible. Yeah, Besides, you, you can't climb that way. It's ridiculous. It, it and so um, Ronda's gonna go away. I don't care if she comes back now because I think th- this this crosses the line now. This goes back to. Uh, you know, like um, Bash at the Beach uh, was at 2000 when the, uh, Russo comes out and basically says that, oh, you know, uh, this is bullshit. And remember Jarrett? He yeah. laid down. Uh, Jarrett laid down for him. Hogan didn't want to lose tonight. And it's like, fuck you all. Because now I don't want to watch anything anymore. Right. It, it's not good heat. I hear that. Well, this is good. You want to watch Ronda Rousey lose. No, I don't. No. I just don't want to watch it anymore. Yeah. Because you don't understand how I was so excited for something a month ago. And now, literally, I don't care. Well, because now, I mean, I haven't seen many people mention it, but there's going to be... Okay, so how do they recover this? I don't know. Exactly. The the One possibility that I would hate to watch is have them go into the ring and have her suddenly be startled by getting hurt. Because, like, how, how do you do it? I, I mean, know. if you say it's fake, then I, how do you prove to her in a storyline that it's real without discounting everything else that's there? You can't have you, you can't have a Becky Rousey fight where they decide to take it serious this time because then it there's no there's just no good way out of it. You can't say wrestling is fake and then in the match still bounce off the ropes off an Irish whip. Right. Like and, you can't and, you and can't act, do these things. And act hurt. And then if yes. you're suddenly like, oh, she's doing it for real, I'm getting hurt now. It doesn't that, it, that no. doesn't My work. mind turns off. Yeah. My mind turns off. It's like when they try to do the work uh there was a time when they, they tried to do, in some promotions, and even in WCW, I think they tried to do worked MMA fights in wrestling. Yeah. They try to do that, uh, but it just doesn't work for me. Because at some point, it turns back into wrestling. Yeah. It turns back into 
you know, scripted, choreographed performance art at some point because it looks more interesting to the eye. And so, it, I'll finish with this. I think what happened here is that they tried to they realized they got they had to turn Ronda because the crowd's turning on her and Becky Lynch. They inserted Charlotte Flair in there for God knows why. There was no reason at all they could have waited for Charlotte on the sidelines till afterwards. And I think they realized, okay, Ronda went too far, but we can't fire her or chastise our champion that we're paying a ton of money to and, and has a big WrestleMania match. I think I think they told her to do something that would get heat, and I think she went too far because they didn't mention anything about her vlog comments on Raw. They they didn't like Dana Brooke came up after Ronda said the, the Carney concept. They had Dana Brooke come out who doesn't really wrestle that much anymore and try to do this whole song. You you upset everyone in the back for how you're representing. They try to like work it in a little bit. It's just not it's not flying. Who was it? Dana. Dana Brooke. Oh, Dana. She's the short blonde. She's one. a short like really yeah, like super muscular, super muscular one that she was with uh, Titus when they had yeah. Titus for a while for a while. Yeah, she she's not a good worker, but whatever. She's fine. Uh, she's she's a jobber, so she just got her ass kicked by Rousey on Raw. But the the whole thing is just not going the way it should have. They should have just wrote it the way they're writing it a month ago and not do this. And like I said, plus with Becky, they're having Becky look like a chump now, getting beat up because she's hobbled. And like, thank you so much. Thanks for taking the tough Stone Cold type character and reducing it to make sure everyone's probably happy. A three way as a main event is fucking goop dog shit. No, it, it it can work if it's built properly, but not no. No, this not is, this. No, not not at all. And they've even tried to incorporate like uh, Ronda trying to say, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna fight if, if Becky's in there. I want to fight Becky again." And it's like, "Well, Becky won the Rumble, so they try to incorporate all the suspension bullshit because they, oh, we get, we gotta look at your knee. If you don't look, let's clear you. You're not wrestling at WrestleMania. It's like the feud is there. Let the feud go. Don't insert uh, Triple H. Don't insert uh, Stephanie. I, go off TV for like four years, both of you. Sick of it." Sick of the corporate bullshit from this same shit for the past 20 years. Anyway, sure. sorry. No, that's fine. Stamps.com, Ian. We've been speaking about it for a long time. I've used Stamps.com for years. It brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer, whether you're a small office sending invoices, online seller like I've been, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com can hand it, handle all of it with ease. All you need, Ian, what do you need? You need a computer. You need a printer. You need a package to send. You do need that too. That's it. You're ready to go, and you can send uh, you can send any official U.S. postage, international mail, uh, domestic mail, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Uh, with stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp, and up to forty up to forty percent off priority mail. Ooh. Like I said, I've mailed out wristbands, I've mailed out uh, DVDs, I've mailed out books, I've mailed out Sega CD systems. Stamps.com handles everything and it's convenient. And you can schedule a pickup so you don't have to go to the post office as well. Woo. Saves you time and time is money. Right now, you can get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage plus a digital scale so you can weigh your packages without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in CU Podcast at checkout. That's Stamps.com. Enter CU Podcast for your four-week trial, which is free, includes free postage and a digital scale. Go to it. Get shipping with stamps.com. The CU Podcast is proud to be working with NordVPN. It's what I use to keep myself safe online, and you can too. If you care about the privacy, security of your information, NordVPN is giving you 66% off a two-year plan when you go to nordvpn.com slash CU Podcast or use code CU Podcast at checkout. 
VPN stands for Virtual Private Network, and today having a VPN is more critical than ever. Why? If you're doing anything online, your information and browsing habits are out there for anyone to get a hold of. When you use NordVPN, you have access to over 4,000 super speedy servers in 62 countries, and those connections secure your information using military-grade encryption. That means your information and what you do online is nearly impossible to track. They have a NordVPN app for your phone or laptop, PC, Android devices, iOS devices, tablets, whatever, and uh, keeps your uh, passwords and banking info masked from those never-do-wells out there and might be seeking it. Folks at PC Mag made NordVPN their editor's top VPN choice. Just one account lets you protect up to six devices. That's that's good. That's good. That's the whole house is covered for the most part. Uh, to get a, that special offer again, it's 66% off a two-year plan. Go to nordvpn.com slash podcast or use code podcast and get going with your secure web browsing today. Ian, do we have uh, for this week tales, tales. from... The game store? Oh, boy, do we. Oh, boy, do we. Okay, so (laughs) um, I'm going to have to go back and and lay the groundwork just a little bit. Go back in time. Because it's worthwhile with a story from uh, about four four years ago. A guy came in, was selling a bunch of stuff. Okay. I I can wait. Sorry. (laughs) No, go. So the the dude comes in, and he wants to sell a bunch of stuff. And this was, like I said, four years ago. This was at the Chula, uh, This was at the La Mesa location. So we start going through it, and there's tons and tons of games in there. And none of it's really worth much of anything, but he had some good stuff. And I remember there was, like, a box with a bunch of odds and ends bullshit in there. And in there, there was a sword. A metal sword. A it, real sword. A, 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 it may have been a recreation sword, but it was heavy and it was metal. Um, and it had Carlos V on the handle... It's a big sword. It's the sword I mean, that Carlos. That was the, the. It was inscribed. Yeah, it said Carlos V. That was the maker, not not someone sharpening. No, 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 no. Okay, inscription. Yeah, for the king. Um, for the king. King Carlos the five, uh, the fifth. Uh, so, long story short, with that story, we thought it was weird. We offered the guy a, a good uh, offer on his games. What, what type of games did he have? Like this was four years ago, so this isn't oh, the, so important, this is the, this isn't the important okay. part. So basically he had some good games. We offered it to, we gave him the money and he didn't want to leave with it. So he left the sword. He just left the sword. So he left the sword at Luna because we didn't want to pay anything for it because we don't buy swords at Luna video games. So, uh, that there's a picture of me holding that. Um, yeah. If you search, if you Google Ian's name on Google image, one of them will be Ian holding a sword. Yeah. And that's, that's that sword. So, which was like the, that looked like the ocean beach shop. No, that was, uh, that's, that was the one. That's okay. La Mesa. So, um, so, okay. So before the marathon now, so Friday morning, I'm working in this, this, just this past Friday morning, I'm working in Chula Vista and, uh, I'm helping a customer and this guy just comes full force into the store walking with a purpose. He's got purpose. Cause it's a man walk. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. Yeah, one of those I've got the grapefruits walks. So (laughs) so he walks in and he sticks out his hand and he's like, hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, he's like, Bob here? Like, there's (laughs) Bob? Like, there's no Bob. (laughs) And he's like, "Uh, Steve? I'm like, there is. (laughs) Like, there's no Steve. He's just running off average. 
names just running off a bill crystal meth maybe i don't know so he's like steve i'm like no he's like well well i, I was just in here yesterday maybe it was a few days ago but uh i was talking to the guy that i might have some stuff i want to sell him a tall guy baseball cap shaved head and i'm like oh i was like there's no steve here or or bobby and he's like well, the well, then the guy. I mean, obviously that was Craig. I was saying Craig has a shaved head. That he's, he? just, that he's okay. discussing. But he's like, I was like, but there's, I was like, I don't know. There's no Steve or Bob here, and he's like, well, then that guy lied to me. <laughs> and at this point, I can tell that this is not, this is not a normal customer interaction. That this person is on something or something's going on. Sure. And he, he dreamt up an interaction that didn't happen. So I, I look at him after he says the lying thing, and I was like, okay, great. What what can I do for you? And he's like, well, what's your name? And I'm like, how can I help you? <laughs> just just blowing over the whole name thing. I don't want to tell you any of this. Well, well, I was talking to him, and uh, so I've got some stuff, uh, and he I didn't even notice it. He reaches, and he pulls it up. He's got a katana. In a fucking sheath. Full-size katana? I, I don't know. Close. Close enough. The medium-sized one? It's a fucking sword. <clears throat> and he's like, so would you guys have any interest in buying this? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, why not? It's, it's really nice. And I'm like, because we're a video game store. We you're don't... Not, you're, not an, uh, you're not a weapon shop in we, an RPG. We don't we... buy swords. <laughs> and he holds it up. And he starts, like, looking shifty around the store. And he goes, it would look right there. It would look good right there. It would look good right there on the wall. And, was, then, and then he says, I kid you fucking not, it'll bring in women. Woo! It'll bring yes. in women. Advertise your, look good right your katana. There. It'll bring you know in what? women. <laughs> I've owned a Highlander replica store. I can't tell you how many babes I've gotten over the years by telling them that. So, man it works out so i'm like so at this point i'm just like oh, Jesus. no man no like i'm getting like worn out by this it, it, it was probably one of those chinese knockoff ones that cost 10 bucks anyway oh i'm sure if it was like a vintage like one from japan okay i'll mean, so give you 50 bucks for it he reaches into like another part was it was it, in, it was actually it was yeah it was right right in his hoodie he reaches in and he pulls it out and it's like this piece of tin, like not not like t- like one of those cheap hammered out like like a like a, a metal tile or something. Okay, that, yeah, like so it was like one of that one of those, and it looked like it may have had like some Japanese characters on it. I don't know, and it had like a red like there was like a hole punched in it. There was like a red ribbon out one end and another red ribbon out another. And he holds it up and he goes, "How about a karate medal?" <laughs> A karate medal. And I'm like, what? And he's like... Did, did you meet an immortal? Was this like his old Japanese prizes from like the know. 1800s? And I was like... like, Is this Connor McLeod coming for him? I was like, no. And I was like, what? what? I was like, what do you mean karate medal? It's not... And he's like, it's... <laughs> I can't remember. Was it actually a karate medal? No, no. Oh, was it? it, it looked Because I, I said something. I was like, that's not like a competition thing. And he's like, no, no. I just mean it's like, it's karate medal. And I... I, is karate metal on the periodic table? Is. is that what he yes, means? Yes. I, it's like, it's like, I don't know like if next, he meant like a decoration. Next to iron? I don't know. The guy was fucked up. So I don't know if he meant like, like this is a piece of metal that in some way looks like it may have been yeah, in a karate, karate me- film. Or I, I 
Well, it, it looked like a medal, though. There were spots was, for it, ribbon. No, it was metal, and there was like it was, it was like circular two or four holes punched. No, it was like oh. square. Like it was this. a square, and it just had like some ribbons coming off of it. So I don't know if it was like maybe it was a karate medal. I don't know. I don't know if it was like it, it. To me, it looked like some sort of cheap decorative nonsense. Okay, like maybe he stole this <laughs> katana and he stole the decorative base or the decorative seal. I have no idea. Now, now it's a plot for Bloodsport, by the way. Yeah. Now, 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 <laughs> I have, now, I have no idea. He, he stole from Tanaka. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Get I don't katana know. Katana sword by stealing. I don't it's know. Very where... special sword. You must earn it. I wasn't going to steal it. So I don't know where this came from. And then the last thing he does is, because, you know, the last thing you want to try to sell at the video game store, of course, is a video game. You know, try to sell those swords and karate medals first. So he pulls a game out, and he goes, how about this? And it's SOCOM, uh, one of the SOCOMs for the PS3. Okay. And. It's not Japanese. It's waterlogged. I pick it up, and I open it, and it's wet. It's still wet. It's wet. It's wet as fuck. So I close it and I put it back down on the counter and I was like, I can't buy this. I can't buy anything from you. And he goes, oh, come on, man. You know, if I if I don't hustle and get this food, I, you know, I, I don't eat. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I, I cannot buy any of this. And he picks it up, puts it in the bag and he goes, well, this is this sucks. <laughs> And he turns, and he has the katana in his hand, and he turns and he looks at the other customer, who at this point is now, like, watching this go down from, like, the, the second floor area, and... Was it unsheathed at this point, the katana? No. Okay. No, no. He, he, to his credit, he only unsheathed it once. So he knew to keep it... But he was locked. getting, he was getting, Very like, weird. The, the, there was a point where he was getting aggressive about me not buying, like, this stuff. Like, he was okay. getting angry, so I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, like, this could be bad. Um, so he, anyways, it's all back together and I tell him I can't buy anything. And he looks at the customer and kind of goes, eh, with the katana sword. And the, <laughs> and the customer just looks at me and is like, and like, just goes back to looking at the games. <laughs> and he didn't so, even say how much he wanted for the katana, by the way. He might have taken like a dollar for it. It sounds like. Yeah, whatever. probably. But I just, no, 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 no. You should just say, Hey, there's a consignment store down the street. You know, it's not one. Just go, go. Go there. For so it. he turned and he left, and I got a, a quick picture where you can kind of see the. the I'm walking sheath. out. Yes, yeah, I did because see that on Twitter. no one's gonna fucking believe that story. Without... Email me that picture like right after the podcast. Okay, seriously, or te- no, text me so I can get it to Kieran so I get edited in. Okay, yeah, to, to the segment. Yeah, seriously, I'll do it. So that, that so that was that was fun. Okay, that was fun. Your weapons. You want to be a weapons dealer as and, well as a game store. And then in, in just small. Small mention, I will say that I did have a brush with Milkman again. Oh, Milkman returning. The Milkman cut. The tiniest of brushes with Milkman. He came in with his friend the other day, Mm -hmm. uh, the friend that he was with when they bought the 360. And all that 360 shit came down. They walk in, and I'm like, oh my God, in my head. I'm like, really? And Milkman's looking as ratty as usual. And he kind of like locks eyes, but not on me. Or anyone else. He just kind of locks eyes, like, dead forward and kind of goes out of it. And his friend, like, they, they walk in to, like, the first 10 feet of the store. They stop. This all happens in about two seconds. And his friend goes, y'all sell or buy modems here? Modems. Yep. Modems. Yep. 288, 56.6K or 14.4. I was like, no. And he goes, need a modem. 
and turns around oh, and leaves. Oh, he needs a modem. Yeah, he said, do y'all buy or sell modems oh. here? Okay. It was weird because I thought he was going like to sell ca- something. He needs a cable modem. Yeah, okay. I thought he was going to try to sell something. To I thought he was going to sell an old modem from the 90s. The way he phrased it. And I was like, no. And he's like, I need a modem. And they just turn around and they leave. So I, I don't know what was going on with them that day. Yeah, but call I, AT&T or, or, or Cox Cable. They to, might have one. To have been a fly on the wall for the rest of their adventure. Or you know what? You should that was to, early in the day, too. You go to the swap meet. There's always the old modems from people <laughs> when they move or they stop their cable. There's There's... 80,000 of those, which are all mostly useless because they, they upgrade their, their signal strength. This, this, is, this is cable knowledge. So a lot of them get, get phased out along the way. Wow. That's a twofer right there. Yeah. We have twofers the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Why have we not been doing this, this, this segment for the past five years? Mm-hmm. This is therapeutic and it's very entertaining. It's, like, it's, a, it's the new, <laughs> it's going to replace people, the Scumbag Cell of the Week, I think. People seem to enjoy it. Oh, they seem to. I think they just do, a, just do a podcast from the store every day. People are saying they want it like a, like you'd have a reality show, like just film the store. There's something to that, I think. I think we discussed that years ago as a possibility. That'd be funny to do that. All right. Well, that was a tale, tale from, from the game store. The game store. store. All right, Pat. So we have a Patreon. We do, Ian, have a Patreon. You and- go to patreon.com slash podcast. There you can. <laughs> there. There you can, uh, you know. Uh, Patreon, Pat, patron us with some money. <laughs> Patronize. You can, the verb is patronize. I know. You can, <laughs> you patron, patron, us. You can patron us with some money. <laughs> okay. um, I do uh, a monthly hangout. Uh, In theory. Yep. Unless Pat shows up. It was once. <laughs> it was once. Uh, so I do a hangout. Uh, you get the full video podcast that way. And we also do a Patreon poll. We do. Don't we, Patrick? We do every we do week. We do a Patreon poll. Every week now. And what do we a- got? Uh, in third, we get a lot of votes this week. Uh, in third place at twenty percent, what would a CU podcast movie look like? There, there are some vocal people want this topic to come to fruition. We might keep it around because twenty percent is respectable for third place. In second place at thirty three percent, what retro game console would you want an entire library of? No questions asked. Uh-huh. And then in number one, thirty nine percent. This is a close one. What bad games have good? Soundtracks. I want to thank everyone for going to that patreon.com slash CU podcast. Is repetition going to finally hammer it into your head? And, uh, is that what this is? And taking, uh, taking part of this Patreon poll. So, <laughs> it sounded too official. It sounded very political. <laughs> so, uh, so, you have to vote. Patreon poll is very important. I, I have a, an answer for this for me personally. I don't. I have, like, uh, I have one that came up in the NES marathon. So, uh, I. Uh, <laughs> not all modern Sonic the Hedgehog games are good. In fact, many of them are not so good at all. But I love the absolutely... Uh, the, I, I love Crush 40. Uh, they, they are a band who does uh, most of the soundtracks for the modern um, Sonic games. They are part of... They are in Sega themselves, so they do have some of their own songs, but they, sure. they started as, you know, for Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, and it's just, it's, it's good. I, I, it, it's, it's cheesy, but it's fun. And I won't go and play Sonic and the Black Knight, but you know, the music is, is what it is. It's enjoyable. It's sure. amusing. And it's always been fairly decent. So, um, that would probably be 
my number one pick, at least that I can think of at the moment. I'm sure, sure there are plenty of NES games that have decent soundtracks. Yeah, I think with NES... I really like the soundtrack to Deadly Towers. I like Deadly Towers, so I couldn't I... really use it as my example. But Deadly Towers is one that I think a lot of people would say. I think the problem when you, when you think of terrible games is that you don't go back and play them, so you forget that they can have good soundtracks. But yeah, there's probably a, a chunk of NES games that are... Maybe if not they're terrible, but maybe they're, just like they're below average that probably have pretty good soundtracks. Because right. They're disconnected from the game development. You know, it's totally separate. It's like, oh, just make up a make up a soundtrack. Um, Cheetah Man Two, the, the 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 music is really good. It's been remixed. It's been a, a club hit, so to speak. It's been put on a, put on vinyl. Looking up right now, I want to I want to pick it up. Um, that's the one that always stands out. As that's it's like, wow, that song's really good. But that's like the worst game ever. Um, I'm gonna go though, Ian, to thegamer.com, which is not a site I've ever heard of before. I don't know if you've heard of thegamer.com. I think that's Norm's site. Is it Norm's site? Norm's yeah. taking over. Norm's going to buy it. Gamer. Fifteen te- no, terrible, fifteen terrible video games with amazing soundtracks. Did I sh- did I share it in here? Let me share share it in the document here, just so you you see it here. I just okay. paste it in right now. This might upset us for a couple of reasons, but uh, at number fifteen, uh, we have Dragon's Lair. That's not a bad game. The soundtrack is good. It's quality in Dragon's Lair. It's not a terrible game. You may not like it. You may think, well, it's not for me. It's not a terrible game. It's revolutionary uh, in its way. Um, so that's not good. Number 14, Epic Mickey 2, The Power of 2. I have no idea. I heard Mickey, Epic Mickey 2 didn't get the best reviews and it didn't sell well. Uh, I don't know if it's terrible or not. Uh, number 13, Banjo-Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts. Again, I don't know. I just know that everyone hated that game because it wasn't what they expected it to be. Was it terrible? Okay. But number number 12 is Millipede. Now, I don't like Millipede. I don't I, like it that much either. It's not a terrible game, though. Uh, no, I, I really don't like it's Millipede. Not... It also doesn't really have a great soundtrack. No, but... So that's why... This is a very strange choice. Millipede is a sequel to Centipede, obviously. It's not a bad game. It's just, well, I prefer Centipede. Most people do. It's for the simplicity. Millipede kind of breaks it in ways I don't like Yeah, it. but it's not terrible. Um... Guitar Hero World Tour. Well, I guess you can bring up the guitar, you know, some of these games. Sure, but as, that's... Is that uh, cheating, though? Because that's, that's, that's... It's cheating, and people It's like, not a soundtrack. Right. Uh, Final Fantasy X3... X, uh, excuse me. Final Fantasy 13 2 Final Fantasy 13 2 I mean, those games do have good soundtracks, and they weren't the best games. So uh, I, can, I can agree with that. Robot Alchemic, Alchemic Drive? My problem with them calling this game a bad game is that people seem to love this game. Okay. It's, it's It goes for a decent amount on PlayStation 2, and it sells pretty fast, so I don't know where that comes from. Oh, okay, so Sonic the Hedgehog. 2006. Okay, I yeah, so there's another, there's a, an example where the music is fun, but I, I wouldn't want to touch right. that game. There's an Ease game I, I'm not familiar with at all. Uh, Ease versus Sora no Kiseki, Alternative Saga. Uh, Raven's Cry. Raven's Cry. Okay, this is this is like go, going, uh, wow, okay. Have not heard. Of. Have you heard of Raven's Cry? No. Nope. Uh, set in the Caribbean in the 17th century, Raven's Cry features a soundtrack that functions as a slower and more atmospheric version of Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, maybe it's good. Don't Starve at number five, survival kids game. Okay, Daikatana at number four. I don't think I've ever played Daikatana. It's weird because Don't Starve was a game that lots of people liked. So this is just a garbage list. This is kind of a yeah, dumb list. Daikatana, I mean, that's a trash game for sure. I've never heard anyone talk about I, the soundtrack. I've never. They have GoldenEye 007 for 2010. I've never heard anyone say that's a terrible game. They, they don't like it as much as the original, obviously. I've never have heard that that's a t- bad game, though. Uh, Mystery Dungeon Blue Rescue Team is great. It kind of really popularized the Mystery Dungeon series in the U.S. So okay. I think maybe this guy just didn't like it. 
And number one is Link the Faces of Evil. Yeah. On CD. Oh my god. So hold on. I need to go back to this this Pokemon one. Okay. So number two, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Blue Rescue Team. So here we go. Now it's turning just criticizing this article. The so um Sadly, the gameplay fails to sustain the excitement found in the soundtrack. Poor AI, repetitive dungeons, and a lengthy campaign drain the fun out of the game. It's a fucking roguelike. Okay. So that's, what, that's how it is. Roguelikes, yeah. It's not a bad game. You just didn't like it because you don't like that type of game. So now we're just going off on this article. At the ga- TheGamer.com. Anyways, so that's that's that. I and mean, the number one is Link uh, Faces of Evil. I don't remember the music. I, I don't have this. I, I I don't know how I sort of have a CDI Zelda game, but um, I don't remember watching any gameplay with and the music being memorable. But I don't know. Maybe it is. I have no idea. This seems like a, a hot takes list. Um, okay, it just seems like don't 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 Google these articles because you'll get uh, people saying that a, a bad game is GTA Vice City with good music. I don't, I never heard that being a bad game before. You know, made, made some more memorable GTA uh, games, but I never heard... Vice G- City was considered, like, the best one for a long, long uh, until time. Until San Andreas, right? It, there were even people who liked I've Vice heard... City better so, than San Andreas. Sonic the Hedgehog on the Master System is, is a bad game. I mean, it's not the Genesis one. Uh, uh, Yoshi's Story? Uh, Yoshi's Story's fine. Okay. Dragon's Lair on the NES. That does not have good music. Right, it doesn't. That does not have good... Do, 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 that, that does not, th- these list makers suck. Yeah. I'm now attacking these list makers. Donkey Kong Land at number five. I'm not familiar with the Donkey Kong Land and Game not, Boy. They're not great. Uh, one of the Zelda games. Fighting Street uh, for uh, PC Engine. Okay, you know what? That's a bad game. Or, I might give you that. Yeah. I'll give you one. But it has it has decent music. Not decent, great. It decent. It is a decent Capcom. Sonic 3D. Um, and then the hot takes of hot takes is Castlevania 2 being number one for the bad games with the music. <laughs> Castlevania 2 is not a bad game. Oh, they just you know, want like, a reaction. All right. This, well, I'm, I'm glad you guys chose this topic. We would more explore how bad these lists are. But I came up with one choice. So uh, thank you for uh, for following the Patreon. And remember, remember those out there, you can listen to the full audio podcast. You can uh, you can get it on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, wherever fine uh, podcasts are listened to. You don't have to wait for us. Remember, these are cut-up segments from the audio podcast. We should remind people more about that, I think. All right. I feel like they can figure it out. Well, they haven't. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, Q&A time on the CU Podcast. This is from at G1 Super Luigi 64 the horrifying new take on Sonic for that movie. I'm guessing he's referring to, I guess they have the official Sonic look yeah. coming out. I, I mean, I, I'll, keep, I, I'll keep this simple. Um, it looks like shit. The people who wanted to see the movie... Uh, they, 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 they leaked the picture? Is that what happened? I guess. Okay. Um, basically, it looks like shit. The people who would care enough about a Sonic movie hate it for reasons that I can understand. And the people who don't think it's that bad or oh, don't bad. get it are people who don't give a shit about Sonic or would want to see the movie anyways. It's uh, stupid all the way around. So what is the, the main gripe? Is that the eyes are separated, not connected in the middle? Is that really the, the main gripe? The main gripe is it looks like shit. Yeah, but why? Be because it's tall, it's lanky. Uh, it's it the eyes, though. It doesn't look like it, and the eyes are fucking miserable. I see people posing, I'm having nightmares because of the eyes. I look at the eyes, and I'm like, I don't think it looks that bad. I mean, they, it's they're big eyes. They're they, not as big as Sonic's uh, giant plate eyes. But the fact that they're not they're separated out like, they a, like a normal the fun, animal? The, they changed the fundamental look of the character. No one wants him to look like a normal animal. But not, not, he doesn't look like a normal animal, but he looks like closer to an animal. But no one wants that. Because his eyes aren't connected. Like That's the big thing. His People eyes aren't connected. People don't want that. They want his connected eyes. 
So if his eyes were connected, would that be it? Would look it at be- look at something like Pikachu and the way they've done the designs for uh, Detective Pikachu, okay. and look at how shitty they got Sonic, and look at how right they got the Pokemon. There's okay. a reason why people who don't like uh, uh, there's a reason why people are upset. I don't think it's worth being super upset about. I don't care about the movie, but I can see. I can see why, especially in light of um, Detective Pikachu and everyone being like, oh, they got that pretty right. And then you look at Sonic and he looks like, I don't know, an awkward teenager with a weird face. He's tall, lanky. I don't think he's an awkward teenager. I think think this comes down to uh, Sonic fans just having this, I don't know, they're fetishized something to some point with how this character looks at. They're looking. They're seeing things that don't exist. I I think. I think that's what it is. I think you're seeing things that don't exist. No, b- b- because when I look at, it, I'm like, oh, he looks like Sonic. He's not exactly from the from the from the video game. But, but you're I'm a like... Nintendo guy, and you've never really given a shit about Sonic. Okay. So there's a big difference. There's there's there's. But people are acting like this is like the Super Mario Brothers live action movie that that it's so far away that you you can't look at it. It's really bad. All right, then we're gonna agree to disagree on that one because I don't. It's I don't, real I'm not, bad. It's probably gonna be a shit movie either way, but I don't. Oh, it's gonna be a shit movie, and I have so nothing. You, so you'd make him shorter, put his eyes together, I'd make, make him, him less look lanky. like he looks in the game. If you're gonna, does put, he look exactly the same in every single game, or do they change him up more or less? More or less. Okay. Okay. I think people just want want it to be a cartoon character. Yes, I think that's what they wanted to be. And it's funny because the trailer's probably gonna come out like in a week and a half. <laughs> They're probably gonna have a teaser soon. You know. Um, the best reaction. This is during the NES marathon. Uh, we we spoke about. There's his there's his face there. Here he is, Sonic the Hedgehog in full live action form. He looks cute a little bit, you know. Uh, we were they were talking about um, uh, Larry King interviewed the the the, the actor doing oh, the voice yeah, of yeah, Sonic, yeah. and it was funny. Just it was Larry King. It doesn't know anything. Uh, just trying to say what is what is this Sonic the Sonic thing, but it was funny because even the actor explaining it realized that this is just a horseshit movie. Like he can't even pretend well, to be really excited about it. He's like, it's a video game. It's a little creature that yeah. runs around and. Well, the movie's gonna be awful. My 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 my, my saying that it looks like shit is not because I really have anything invested in. It's just that I, I, I can sit here and I can see why they think it looks like. The shit. Sonic's supposed to have green eyes. Or no? Is that is that is that canon? That's a that's another thing entirely. Yes, he can have green eyes. So you would move his eyes a little closer together. I'm looking at the picture right now. I would completely scrap and redesign it. There's no saving it. Okay, I've seen some things on Twitter. Where it's like, oh, I I I've, I fixed it in Photoshop. Like, oh, if, I if, like you, if you fix the eyes a little bit, it does look a lot better. There's that. It still needs Make that. It, a bigger. it needs that link to being a cartoon character. It needs that link to being the original character. It needs link in it. He needs like <laughs> I think he needs socks. He does I, need socks. I, okay, I will give you that. He needs socks. It looks it, anyone looks weird at the gym because some people at the gym run without socks. It just looks bizarre to me wearing sneakers without even, even like the low cut yeah. socks. No give socks. Me, give me socks. I'll no give you that. No socks. No gloves. That's another thing. It is on gloves. It doesn't have gloves. It looks like well, it's it's white though on on, on his hands, but yeah, it's not. Could have done that with a glove, no problem. I think he needs socks. I will give you he that. Definitely he definitely needs, needs socks. socks. We're on the same page there. The hair looks the same though. The hair is fine. It's got, it's got the blowout that my cousin in his early twenties had, so that's good. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll see you back later for the trailer. There. All right, moving on. Q and A. Ryan Wagner Mania asks, "Do you think Nintendo could pull off the Virtual Boy Classic?" No, I don't think they could because um, there is absolutely zero nostalgia for the for the Virtual Boy. Um, it's it's uh, Nintendo's biggest failure. Uh, in the video game business. 
So the Virtual Boy, from start of production to when they canceled it, was like less than a year. I think it was like nine, ten months. They're like, yeah, it, it was insane. They tried pushing it for a few issues of Nintendo Power, and then they realized, no, this isn't happening. We're gonna, you know, maybe talk about Wario Land coming out later, and that's about it. So when you look at the list of Virtual Boy games, and it's not the fact that you just can't play it with it because you get headaches and it's it's red. I think when when people first thought about the Virtual Boy. I, I, I don't know if people realize how bad it was to look at that red color until people actually got it. My, the only reason I played it as a kid is because uh, my cousin, who had every video game, it was, it was three brothers, uh, my cousin. I forget what they ordered, but they, they ordered something that was not the Virtual Boy from someone that shipped it to them. Uh, this obviously was, was 94 when the Virtual Boy. They ordered, I think, a controller or something or a game. They shipped in the Virtual Boy by accident. So they kept it. And I remember the first time I played it, I think we lasted like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And this is trying out something new where you want to play. And we're like, right. okay, we're, I'm done. You know, playing Mario Tennis, it's like I can't I can't look at that anymore. Right. Um, so when we talk about the virtual, the boy library, um, you know, what what do you have nostalgia for? There's only a couple games that people think are worthwhile. Uh, a Wario Land is saying, well, that's a cool platformer. Like, that'd be cool not playing on the virtual boy. Sure. Then you don't need the Virtual Boy, really, then, do you? Can you play it on the 3DS? Can you release it there, then? You know, re-release it? Um, Mario Clash? Not too familiar with it's it. It's a good game. There's uh, lots... That's the thing about the Virtual Boy. Mario all Tennis game, is not a good game. All the games are pretty decent. No, I don't think Mario Tennis is, is, is good. I, I, I Most of them. Um, Red Alarm... Teller Boxer is not good. The pinball game, you don't need a Virtual Boy to play pinball. No. Uh, Jack Brothers never played it. Uh, Red Alarm, I don't remember. I Red Alarm, played. I enjoyed the little bit I played. We didn't get the Bomberman game here, so I don't know. Uh, Waterworld is, is it's whatever, you're on a jet ski. Uh, uh, Nestor's Funky Bowling, that's probably fine. Uh, haven't played the golf game. Uh, haven't played the Tetris game. These are never going to Japanese ones. Because there's like 12 games in Japan that came out not here, 12 or 13. Oh, there's a fishing game. Was it, is that really a fishing game? Uh oh, we might have to get it for the fishing game. But yeah, if Nintendo came out and said we're going to do a Virtual Boy collection. On the Switch. I think this is what's going to happen. I don't... We'll never get a Virtual Boy Classic, of course. And I don't think this person really thinks that we would. They get a mini... A mini just eye, eye goggles? Well, no. There was a... Let me find it. I've actually never seen Virtual Boy... Virtual Fishing. Let me see this. There is... Uh, where is it? Wow, that looks bad. Virtual Fishing looks bad. Yep. There's a Nintendo VR coming out for the Switch. It's, okay. It's a Labo. Um... Which we didn't discuss because I have no interest in discussing it. But. Yeah, I think it's cool. Um, so that people are thinking that's going to open the door to a virtual no, boy? No, but I mean, <laughs> you, you do something like that, you could easily put together a collection of virtual boy games. You could play them without the stereoscopic, or if you wanted to mess with the you know the weird funky head visor, then you do it. And Make them black and white like a Game Boy. Yeah. Instead of red. Well, so That would be nice. There is a... Someone actually did that for Android phones... You can get an you can take an Android phone and stick it in like a Google Cardboard or one of those like essentially what this is, sure. um, and use a controller and they actually have an emulator that will do it. But it's in um it's in it's I think it's default black and white, and you can change it to different colors. But I mean it's totally doable. So I could easily see who knows if Nintendo will, but that's easily doable with this. I think, I, I guess the technology had to use red back then, I guess, but I, I just, it just seems like a product that they didn't bother to focus test and just were so far into it with R&D that we got to put it out to make some money back. Yeah. Because they knew this was not going to be a success. They had to have known that this was not going to be good. Oh, yeah. They had to have. I mean, I, I, I clearly uh, remember it coming out and the promotion was 
lackluster at best. They assumed they had to recoup some money. Yeah. At that point, it was it was almost I don't you know, good money feel, after bad. I, I don't feel like they even tried. They didn't even try. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It was it was never a front. It was, it was never a cover story in Nintendo Power. It was it was in Nintendo Power the the games. I remember you know reading about it like three or three issues or, or so. But then it was like okay, we're done with this. So yeah, so no, there will never be a Virtual Boy uh, classic because there's not enough nostalgia. There's not enough games that people are familiar with. It looks like ass playing it, and you get a headache. So it's kind of it's kind of like the, the 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 lost Nintendo system, not not the Wii U. Uh, it's, it's a Virtual Boy. All right, that's it for this. Uh, that's that. See you podcast for uh, what day? The uh, March twelfth, two thousand nineteen. Uh, thanks to Ian for coming out. And thanks for everyone. Thanks help- to Pat for hosting me. Th- thanks for everyone helping out with the marathon. I forgot to thank everyone for coming out. Uh, Vonnie, Ian, Gerard, Alex, and, and Andre helping out. It's a fun gang. It's a fun gang. I'll find out who who ordered that mystery pizza at some point. Um. Oh, there's something to show Ian. I should have put in the intro. I'm not sure this is going to be a segment or not. Hmm. Let's let's pump up the volume on here. I I'm shocked you've missed this. How do you know I've missed it? Uh, because you didn't mention it. Uh, either way, we're going to show the audience. Uh, it's the completely unnecessary unsolved mysteries. Oh, I have not seen this. You have not seen this. No. Okay, and this is from uh, who created this? Uh, Zappa Video. Uh, he's uh, he has the the the, the uh, Michelangelo avatar. You might recognize. Oh, okay. It. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's watch this. Uh, this is good. This is in real time here. Let's uh, make this bigger. Full screen. On the evening of Monday, February 4th, 2019, Ian Ferguson sat down with Pat Contry at his San Diego home to record an episode of the Completely Unnecessary Podcast. When just a few minutes into the program, Pat received a mysterious and disturbing phone call. America. Ah! Holy s***! <laughs> I gotta remember to unplug that. Oh, it's at 4-3. Just take the ringer off. So anyway, holy s***! All right, Ian. Uh, <laughs> what the hell is going on? I don't know. So the Super Bowl happens. The Patriots beat the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, Robert Stack has to. Pet's phone is making like an alarm sound now. Anyway, Ian writes it off as a robocall gone haywire. But is Pat's paranormal past? Calling back to That's Ghost Phone. <laughs> Perhaps you may be able to help solve the mystery. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> that, that is like the best I've ever seen. From Zappa Video. <laughs> Great VHS effects. Not Robert Stack. A pretty good, a, a, a decent Robert uh, Stack. Oh, he's the guy who did the lollipop days. Uh, he's good. <laughs> That's so good. That could be the best thing ever. <laughs> I'm surprised you missed that yesterday. I did. I'm surprised you missed that. I was out and asleep most of yesterday and then at the movies, so... Oh, I gotta find that then. Like, what do you find it? It's, it's, I mean, it's right was, there. I was tagged in it, though. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I missed that. That was the best. Thing That's ever. insane. 
All right, well, thank Perhaps you. Perhaps you can help solve the mystery. <laughs> and then it has yeah. Q&A time, ranch dressing, retro game collection. That's the best. All right. I, I don't know if that should be its own segment. I feel like i got to spotlight it more. Maybe maybe I'll, I'll make it a segment. Yeah, check it out. It's a Zappa video, but just search for completely, un, completely unnecessary uh, unsolved mysteries. Make that a segment? All right, Kira, we're going we're gonna to make that a segment. We'll, we'll get some mileage out of that. Uh, we'll see if they can, we can well, get I any other I want to make sure that, the, that they go to his video of it, though. Yes. Yeah. So maybe well, we're, well, we're going to put the link. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll do it. Come on. All we'll right. do it. All right, everyone. I'm going to I'm gonna be on t- uh, Twitch now for, for the heck of it. Ian's going to go bye-bye. He just want to hang out for a bit. So th- thanks, everyone. We'll, we'll see you next time. All right. Talk over my ending. Bye, everyone.